And it feels like I am just too close to love Truge. Oh. Do you want to get farther away? I mean, we're close enough now that we can record a podcast, which is great. You have to be in person to record we, a podcast. Well, we used to record remotely, both of us. We used to have to be we had we had to be in different rooms. And frankly, it was a little bit easier on the editing to do, but this is like a nice easy solution where we can both record into the same machine and I just that, love each other. I thought that you wanted to be close in order to love Truge. I haven't thought about the lyrics of that song in 10 years, so I can't say. <laughs> Is that a 10-year-old song? Hey, Google, when did Too Close by Alex Clare come out? Google didn't hear me. I think that's for the best. Hey, Google. Hey, Google, when did Too Close by Alex... It's unplugged! It's unplugged. <laughs> Oh well, that's why I couldn't answer you. This because is the this is the actual limitation of AI. You just have to unplug it. I don't know why people have just thought about <laughs> yeah, unplugging why the AI. Why hasn't everyone just thought about unplugging it? It's like that one scene where people are hacking on the same keyboard, and the guy's just fixed your problem. Unplug the computer. The internet doesn't exist anymore because someone unplugged it. Here's the real thing that I think we all need to be talking about. Yes, is that um? So you know that there are like miles and miles hundreds of thousands of miles of internet cables underneath the sea floor and that occasionally there are internet outages because sharks are gnawing on the cables that's horrifying did i know that fact i don't know that i knew that fact i think i've told you once but i think you probably blocked it out because how are you supposed to move forward with that information that like sharks know that the internet is bad for us and sharks. they want to take it away or conversely Sharks want to eat the internet, and they think it's tasty and yummy because they they they've got on food TikTok, <laughs> and now it's all they use for all their recipes. It's me, I'm sharks, and they just want to eat the food, and so they think eating the internet equals eating the food, and that ain't how that works. That's true. Uh, do you think that the sharks have been on the particular uh, Instagram real hole that I've gotten into, where they fed me one video about Italian penicillin, which is. <laughs> Which is just pastina, like a pastina soup. Um, and I, I thought that it was a pretty good video, 10 out of 10, wanted to eat it. And then I checked the comments and it was a bunch of people being like, this isn't how my particular family made this thing. Therefore, you are wrong and bad. And so the the algorithm kept feeding me other videos of this creator, obviously very scarred by this experience, being like, this is just how I do it. I'm not trying to say that I know how you do it or how your family does it. There are people on the internet, and God bless them, I love them, who are just not built for any sort of criticism like that. And criticism is hard to take for any human, let alone someone who is being seen by more humans than our brains have ever been designed to interact with. Well, I think that, you know, it's like the human thing of you see something on your on your timeline and you're like, oh, this is for me because it's on my for it me page. It says for you. So it's, it's for me. It's for me. Mine. Therefore, why did you not consider my exact set of circumstances and <laughs> like life history when you made this piece of content? Hey, Truge. Hi, Brian. What'd you have for breakfast? Um, today for breakfast, I had pain. Next question. Okay, and I don't, so... and I don't mean that I had bread. 
I meant that I am in a lot of pain because last week I went to the dentist and I was like, please take one of these away from me. And the dentist said, yes, that'll be many hundreds of dollars. Thank you. And And so your wisdom tooth is now gone. Do you feel less wise? So here's what I'll say about it. Um, so far, it's been it's been probably like a six out of a ten experience. Whereas I had both of my top wisdom teeth taken out like five years ago, and that was honestly a ten out of ten experience because it was a pretty it was a pretty easy like thing to recover from. This one, not so much. A bond um, pain, but my my beautiful wonderful fiance. Um, they made me a smoothie for breakfast, and I guess that's what I had for breakfast. Yeah, you had a pineapple smoothie. We've I just been wanted doing... it to be acknowledged that I, I've been very brave today. You've been extremely brave, and I love you very much for it. You're the bravest little Trudy I know. Um, Let me tell you about this smoothie that my fiancé made for me. And I let's know... see how much you remember from secondhand of me telling you about it. <laughs> so, uh, this is my understanding mm-hmm. <laughs> about what was uh, in the smoothie. Um. Hey everybody, welcome back to my podcast, Most Important Meal, where we where I talk about my breakfast that Brian made for me. And While you're recovering. Brian fact checks it, because Brian is the one who made me the breakfast. Um, it was a smoothie with uh, frozen pineapple, because I read on the internet after my wisdom tooth was, was taken out. Also, I was informed by other friends who have done the wisdom tooth thing recently, that pineapple is really good for healing like it it brings down swelling naturally i guess um something about the the pineapples it just makes the teeth be like we're fine um <laughs> and so um it was a smoothie with frozen pineapple and a little bit of coconut milk like whole full fat coconut milk cause from I, a can from a can so it's like a pina colada vibes brian also put a couple of um We've been really digging vanilla Greek yogurt these days, and we've been doing the Oikos. Because, wow, there's something that they put in that Oikos Greek yogurt that just makes it taste like it's actually ice cream. And I feel like such a diet culture person for saying that. And so I need to counter it somehow later in this podcast by saying an anti-diet thing. But right now in this moment, I will say, wow fat-free greek yogurt from oikos with vanilla wow that is it fat-free yeah i think it is oh my god and what was the other secret ingredient i put in oh brian also put in a little bit of nutmeg 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 and here's here's the thing 10 out of 10 it was a really really good smoothie um it was blended really really well we recently got a vitamix in the past couple years and wow what i was i was about to say it was a really good investment i invested no money it was a gift um and it has been wonderful. Um, also, I guess there's probably ice in it. It was no. Oh, okay, so I did I get ten out of ten for for smoothie I recollection. I think you got everything. Oh, and protein powder because Trudy right. can't eat anything solid right now. We've been doing a lot of protein powder in our aqueous meals. Yes. Um, get at me with your protein powder recommendations, especially if you're a person like me who's not trying to optimize my macros. I think that was like a neutral diet culture thing, saying that we have 
protein powder but don't want to optimize the macros i don't think that counts as your anti-diet culture thing for this episode i feel really good about the protein powder we've been using mm-hmm. which is the pept the pep the peptide the collagen pepsi, one the pepsi cola um collagen pepsi we, collagen we just got it because it was available at costco and it claims to be flavorless which at this point i guess is i i believe it we have no reason to believe it's not flavorless <laughs> we haven't like tried it on its own or anything but i haven't tasted it i suppose what i've been wanting to do is do a little taste test where i blend the whole thing pour some out then blend in some powder and see how it how it tastes your powders oh yeah sick old reference (laughs) sick old reference no one will get um but i i like the peptide i like the peptide collagen uh protein powder because it makes me feel like i'm just doing like a like a cool little like hair and nails treatment instead of optimizing my macros you know how like there are two brands of protein powders that are just split very evenly on the false gender binary one of which is like this protein powder will make you thin i guess and then the <laughs> other side is like this protein powder has ai in it and it'll do your taxes for you no no truge we unplugged the ai remember <laughs> oh right, 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 right this is where you have to plug the protein powder into the wall and charge it via USB-C. <laughs> uh, Brian, what did you have for breakfast this morning? Literally the smoothie you described I had because I made it for us and it was really tasty. You see, that's what makes the podcast a little difficult because we do have the same breakfast. We were talking about this a few weeks ago where previously when we did record this remotely and we were going out into the world, we would have different breakfasts and would have something to talk about and compare and contrast. Now we just have the exact same thing every morning. We really do. Um, but but here's my question for Brian. Um? So we know we know what we had for breakfast this morning. We know that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Yes. Uh, it is the namesake of this podcast. Yes. But we've also been talking about how sometimes breakfast isn't like your favorite meal that you've had in the day. So my question to you, Brian, is what's the most important meal you've had today? You mean the meal that we had for lunch and for dinner yesterday and for lunch yesterday? And also probably we'll have again for dinner tonight? Literally after we finish this podcast? Yeah, Brian, tell me about it. Italian penicillin. Pastina. (laughs) So this is is what we call a callback. Um... Thanks for explaining. It. I was confused. Um, so here's here's what I'll say. Let's talk a little bit about Italian penicillin. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about. So here's here's my history with this with this meal. It is a chicken soup with little pastas in it. That is what we're talking about. It was accidentally discovered when Jonas Salk accidentally put penicillin into uh, pasta, and then he just gave it to people. He just gave it away to everyone. Um. <laughs> Italian penicillin's not covered under medical insurance. I tried. <laughs> so when I was growing up as a as a, as a young Italian child, the way that my mom would make this this version of this soup, um, it was it was very like soupy. And then she would put like I don't know, let's say like you're making four cups of soup, she would put in like a cup of pastina. Like the pastina was like floating around in the broth. I didn't know that that isn't actually like traditional and not that we've been making it traditionally, but we've been making the, the more accepted version of it. Truth, can I tell you something? Yeah. That's my ratio I've been using. Really? Four cups of water to one cup of pastina. Well, I guess then what I mean is probably like half of the pastina. Half so like maybe like half a cup of pastina. It's just amazing that like your guess out of the air was exactly what I do. And I think that's very fun. <laughs> wow. I love that synergy between us. I love our it's corporate synergy. It's because we're in love. That's why I know your ratio. Just... We're holding hands now. 
<laughs> so tell me more about the soup, Brian. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's literally just uh, chicken stock, little little stars pasta, and then a bunch of Parmesan and a bunch of olive oil and black pepper and butter. The simplest stuff, all of which we have in ample supply because we are Costco people now. And I love that literally we would make this and I would immediately want more. I think I'm going to make a bigger batch tonight and see how long it lasts because literally we've eaten every single like morsel we have made and wanted more immediately after. Yeah, no, it's it's been like a whole thing. It is so greater than the sum of its parts. It's like... It's like you're so we we were watching you know a, a bunch of videos about it as you do you know that thing where you find a meal that you really like and so you watch every YouTube video that that is a recipe of that thing. Um, we were watching not another cooking show. Yeah, it's not another cooking show where he was describing pastina as like a an easier way of making risotto um, or like. Uh, something that's like between a risotto and a soup. And I think that that's really like the magic of the way that we've been making it. Um, what I have also discovered in in my brain um, is that I really feel like pastina is kind of like a sick person's version of mac and cheese because it is just a pasta, you know, that's been boiled in water with a ton of cheese in it. Brian's put been putting so much cheese. Brian's been putting so much parmesan cheese in this and I don't want any less of it. In fact, I only want so much more of it. I literally want more. Should we add parmesan to the Costco order that we just placed? Yes. Okay, wait. Live on air, I'm going to update our Instacart. Wow. This show has really changed. <laughs> We we have really changed in this show. Were we engaged the last time we recorded a podcast? No, no, we were not. Oh my god! Oh my god! Updates for everybody. Brian and I are getting married in uh, seven months, which is going to be crazy. Absolutely wild. Um, and then also we're both non-binary. By the way, we by bo- the way, both of us use they them pronouns. Big old they them's, please. Um, also. I miss doing this a lot. Me too. And also there's Parmesan in our Instacart now. Oh my God. Those four updates are all equally important in weight. I love that. And I love you. I love you so much. We're literally going to make more pastina right after this. Yeah. So describe the texture, Brian. Describe what it does to you spiritually. The texture is thick. Unctuous. There's a lot of butter and olive oil in the way that I make it. I have a hard time with texture. I really don't like overnight oats as very heinously documented on this podcast. I really don't like oatmeal. You see, I think that's the thing about it that I think is so funny because I think the texture of, oh my God, I hope, I think people might come for me for this, but I'm just going to say it. The texture of like a less soupy pastina, which is kind of like a porridgey, gruely texture. It is not unlike chia seed texture to me it's just that it is like a little bit looser than like a chia seed pudding maybe it's just my italian bias uh, bias toward italian as though i'm not italian (laughs) maybe it's the fact that i know how delicious pasta water can be with chicken stock and all those things that i know how tasty it is and for me oatmeal and uh chia seed pudding is just kind of bleh but something about this really speaks to me and makes me feel so comforted. So much so that we were like, hey, what if we 
what if we started our podcast again just because we want to talk about this soup we've been making? Literally, we wanted to talk about pastina so badly that we sat down at the microphones and talked about it. I, I have to say the thing that I also really like about it, and I think it's going to become like a real staple in our in our household, is once I can chew again, I am so excited to add some things to this soup. I think what really gets me about it is that it reminds me a lot in flavor. I think I think also because my grandmother would add pastina to this dish. My my grandmother used to make uh like Italian wedding soup, but like not the way that people typically have Italian wedding soup. Um she would it, it's like we're talking like a loose chicken soup. It would be a bunch of different kinds of pastas. I think I remember her doing like egg noodles at certain points, but she definitely did the like little pearl pastas but i feel like more often than not it was pastina that was in her italian wedding soup adam ragusia has a video on italian wedding soup that i love dearly that i i can't remember if i had ever had italian wedding soup before that was my introduction to it and then you were like oh we have to make this and so we did and i fell in love with it and i think that's part of why i love pastina to your point yeah adam ragusia also has a video on uh, pastina that's very very good and both not another cooking show and adam ragusia show the standard version and then the let's add a bunch of veggies to it version and i'm here for the adding more veggies to it i want us to have well, those nutritional bits but i'm like, really excited to do a version of this that has all of the stuff in it that used to be in my grandma's italian mm. wedding soup so she used to do like little little meatballs because obviously that's to me that's really what makes it italian wedding soup is having little meatballs in it but it was my grandma so by little meatballs i mean these meatballs were at least an inch in diameter in my in my brain though you know it's been a long time since i've had it and I was smaller. You were a little baby. So maybe they were actually smaller than I remember them being. Uh, I need to ask my grandma. Um, but there would be little meatballs in it. And then also she would put like some kind of like escarole or kale. I'm really excited to add some kind of big leafy green to this that'll like really hold its own. And then I she would also put hard boiled eggs in the soup. Like she would literally just take a hard boiled egg and like dice it and then add it to the soup. And like, wow. Let me tell you, I know it doesn't sound like ideal, but adding a hard boiled egg to a chicken soup is just like so delicious. You're really getting the like, wow. I'm eating both the the fetal version and the grown-up version of the same uh creature. Uh, Oyakodon <laughs> called it wants his horrible metaphor back. <laughs> I I do also feel like there I I've never seen anyone make it that way with like hard boiled eggs in it. I think that she probably just did it one day when she didn't have a bunch of chopped chicken on hand because she would also add like chicken chunks in it. And that is another thing I'm really excited to add to pastina. I want to do like chunks of chicken in it. That's that's my TED talk on Italian wedding soup. <laughs> make some like literally right now i really do i'm gonna push stop in the recording and then we're gonna go do that yay i love you i love you